Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Footy FE, the podcast by Football Engine. As promised, we will be talking about some of the fixtures of the Euro qualifiers and also give you a preview of the FA Cup that's going to be um, this weekend. Um, let's start with uh, Russia against Netherlands. 1-0 for uh, Netherlands on the 18th of September. Um, the Dutch did not impress with their style of play. They are the, the group leaders with seven wins out of seven games. Uh, but we should expect more quality from the World Cup runner-ups and the current European champions. Um, right now, they only need one victory to secure their qualification and will try to seal the deal on the 23rd of October against Estonia. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game and the Dutch performance? Um, it was it wasn't really a good game at all. Um, Russia had the clear game plan of just sitting back in a low block and try to do something on the counter whilst the Netherlands had like a lot of possession trying to find space and break them down which they didn't really succeed in doing succeed in doing so yeah the Netherlands really struggled um uh, I thought their midfielders Van der Donk and Roar didn't find any space in between Russia's midfield and defense um uh, Miedema didn't really wasn't really in the game and Leaky Martins just kind of uh, tried to find space inside instead of staying out on, on her ring which uh, made her disappear from the game as well so yeah they, they struggled but they they won in the end um, Jill Ruth again with the, with a goal for Netherlands um, do you think it, once again it was a surprise or do you think we will see more and more um, goals from from Jill. Um, considering she has been in great form so far this season, scoring two hat tricks in the league and once again and scoring for the national team now, it it's not that surprising. But you can't expect the other attackers to 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 score the goals. But not that surprised. If she can continue her form, she will score more goals this season. I'm sure. So, for Arsenal and Netherlands fan, let's let's hope for that. Victoria, what do you think about it? This game? Uh, yeah, to be honest, it was boring. I would say. Uh, I don't know if it was due to the fact that um, the Dutch players, I don't know, gave up a bit due to the fact that they have a full set of victories, or it was simply not their best day. But, yeah, I mean, a win is a win. And in a few days, no one will remember how the Dutch played. But I think uh, they have to draw some conclusions from this game. Because if they want to be successful, uh, they just can't play in this way uh, at the Euros. Yeah, and I just also say that um, it kind of showed that they haven't been playing together for like six months or whatever yeah. it is for so long. Mm -hmm. But I do think like we've seen this before that they have struggled against low block teams. So not that surprising, but they, they should do better. If if I'm not mistaken, their last game was against France in March or... Yeah, in the, I, I would say. the France. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and 
it was a it, it was kind of a similar game i would say the performance wise of course different because they were competing at the time but again a very disappointing disappointing results and also a performance by by the dutch um let's see what the future holds for them uh, on the same day we had croatia against uh, switzerland uh, draw 1-1 uh, a big surprise and a big disappointment for the swiss who were definitely seen as the favorites of this match uh, it seems that their defensive problems have not been resolved yet um and then we had uh belgium against romania 6-1 a win for belgium um on the 19th we had germany against the uh, republic of ireland 3-0 in six qualifying matches the germans haven't conceded even a single goal that's really impressive a solid 3-0 victory against uh, republic of ireland um do you think the germans are one of the best teams in europe right now um, i think yeah they are one of the best team in europe now And yeah, in this game, they show it. They just didn't allow the Irish to create any opportunities to score, uh, which I think clearly shows the dominance of the Germans in this match. I think they played the game very wisely and they just, you know, constructing the right actions without any rush. And I also think it's worth to mention the collaboration between Maroshan and Magul. It was really good, and I just want to add here that Maroshan made uh, 104 passes against Ireland with uh, 93% accuracy, and Magul ended with the same percentage. So it was like a really, really good game from both of the midfielders. And yeah, I think they, they, they presented a good form, and I think... Yes, they are currently one of the best teams in Europe. Definitely very interesting uh, stats by the Germans. Um, then we had uh, Spain against Moldova, 9-0, very convincing against a pretty weak team, we could say. But then again, Spain is the first in, in, in Group D, an expected victory. Nonetheless, they, they delivered and they scored a lot of goals. Um, of course, that we cannot actually see from this game or say from this game that Spain or in which condition is, is Spain at the moment. But do you think that uh, they will be able to go far uh, next year at the Euros? Um, are they one of the contenders? Should we be looking more at Spain? Um, I think they have a very exciting young team uh, now, um, which will only get better in the time before the Euro starts in 2022. Um, so I think they, we have to look at them as a, a team that could go far, but I'm not sure if they're quite ready to to be considered uh, contenders for the for the title. Yet, Oof, controversial one. I would say so, but that, that that's just me, and I, I I still need to see more from them. But as you said, there you have a very young squad, and not just a very young squad. It's a mixture of young talents and players with experience. 
I think I think they are really strong squad. But then again, this well, was they, they uh, are. Just I didn't a, say they were. Yeah, yeah. Just, I understand. Yeah. I think they might be lacking something some, else. Something like the the last the final mm-hmm. touch or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Yeah. So that that's probably um, we can say that Spain squad is mainly you know Barcelona players, and that's actually one of Barcelona's issues. You no. Know, um, Lacking someone to actually score and making making the goals, um, so that's just, probably they they they're definitely like scoring contenders to like go to the semifinals yeah. in the Euros, maybe even a final. Who and, knows if if they can, you know, yeah. depending on the draw uh, and stuff like that. And well, in this game, they they were able to score, you know, nine nine goals, so. Even though they don't don't have you know a specific player um, who should be taking that that job, they actually managed to you know do it. Um, definitely, we should we should be paying attention to to Spain, see what what happens um, on the twenty second of September. Iceland against Sweden, pretty good game, I would say. I, I did. Did see some pretty interesting stats from from this game. Um, the Swedes were favorites, um, but in the end they draw. They drew one one. Um, the Icelanders are known for fighting until the end, and they act. They pretty. They actually showed their fighting spirit uh, in this match. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one um, in this group. An interesting fight for the first place. So far, Sweden is leading, but. Uh, in the gold in the gold difference, um, the two teams will uh, now play on October twenty seventh. Uh, what can we expect from that match? You know, given the fact that it was so tight um, this time. Mm, I I must admit I really enjoyed that game, uh, but as we know, the playing style of both teams is very physical. And, you know, there are no beautiful tricks or fancy plays here, but there's a lot of fighting on the pitch, a lot of physical duels. And, yeah, the Swedes are known for their defensive style of play, for which they have been criticized many times. But on the other hand, it is all about the results. And, well, the Swedes have achieved successes, such as third place at the World Cup or... Olympic silver medal, but on the other hand, Iceland, whose biggest and actually only star is the national team captain, Sara Björkunarsdottir, and they aren't really successful in the international stage, but I think they Mm -hmm. can play football, and the fact that they're fighting the Swedes for the first place in the group is not a coincidence. So I think we can expect a match similar to the one we saw. And I think, you know, I wouldn't write off the chances of Icelanders because it seems that the bravery is written in the DNA of all Icelanders. And yeah, they will fight. They have something to prove to the Swedes. But, you know, given the Swedish experience in matches like this, I would say that they are still favorites to win this game. Yeah. 
Um, Switzerland then played against uh, Belgium. Another clash at the top in Group H. Uh, Switzerland played against Belgium after the disappointing draw with with Croatia. The Swiss um, beat their biggest rivals in the group, the Belgians. And thanks to this victory, they take the lead in the group. Uh, do you think this team has enough quali- enough quality to to compete uh, with uh, teams such as Germany, Spain, uh, the Netherlands, um, and many others? I'm not really sure, to be honest, because I think, uh, well, they played a really solid game against Belgium. And, well, they played very confidently in defense, which is great because their defense is um, the formation we can uh, be most concerned about while watching this game. Uh, It's hard to say if they have enough quality to compete with the teams you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have players like Bachmann or Walti Maritz, but uh, I don't know it is enough to win against Germany, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they definitely still have to work on their defense because they aren't quite solid in this aspect yet. Yeah. I mean, progress is really, I think it's visible compared to the previous years when while their defense was sometimes um, as riddled as the Swiss cheese, so which is funny. But yeah, in this match, I think they played great, and yeah, the defense looked really good. Uh, I hope they will, they can reach reach the level such as Germany or Spain has now. Uh, yeah, because they have a team full of young, talented players who can play and. They definitely want to fight for some titles. Yep. Let's move on to Norway against Wales. Uh, 1-0 victory to to Norway on the 22nd of of September. Um, It was not a very convincing victory for for Norway. Christian, what do you think um, Norway needs to change in their game plan? Um, They have a chance to qualify if they beat uh, Belarus. Uh, in uh, in Oslo on October twenty first, what what do you expect from that game? Well, I I expect them to qualify <laughs> first <laughs> of all. Uh, but as for this game, Norway were, uh, against Wales, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit about about the Russia versus Netherlands game, like as it as Wales did kind of sit back in the low block again, trying to to counter, which they. Succeeded in, I'd say they they created some they had some dangerous moments and created some chances. Um, Norway, not really like sure about them. I like their I like their team. I think they have a really good team, but I'm not sure uh, if if Martin Sjögren is able to get the best out of them in his four four two. It it kind of seems a, a little like flat and and boring mm-hmm. as yeah. like with all due respect to him i'm i'm not an expert but like, <laughs> this is like how i feel about yeah. his setup that in midfield for example that he has uh Sjöstangen and Wildeberg Isa uh, as the two central midfielders um they don't really have like creativity which kind of makes them a little flat and 
they, they, they Norway really struggled to have like this uh, a proper attacking plan, like an attacking system. But kind of it, it as for now, it kind of feels like they're just giving the ball to Guru Wrighton or Caroline and Graham Hansen to, to and let their and hope they do the job, do their, their their magic. Yeah, and it it was the same happened in this game. They they due to that lack of creativity from midfield they just really struggled to break down Wales and Wales was able to to actually hold on pretty well was yeah, it was it, it a surprise for you well not really like uh, Wales have a lot of great players who, who plays for 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 one of for for great teams uh so i i kind of i this is this was the toughest game on, uh, for Norway in this in in their group, so I didn't like expect a whitewash or a demolition. It was kind of I did expect this like one nil or maybe two three nil, but not like anything like they they've done before in the other games. Yeah, very well. Let's move on to Malta against Denmark. Eight uh, nil to Denmark. Very convincing one, I would say. Uh, Denmark has scored 41 goals so far in the qualifiers and are yet to concede, which is also very impressive. Uh, do you think they, they are getting better after missing out on, on the World Cup, which was uh, actually a shame? Um, and can we see them running deep into the tournament next year like they did um, in 2017? You know, given the fact that they did so well in, in the Euros, then not going to, to France, what can we expect from them um, next year and also uh, in the rest of the qualifier games? I don't really have much to say about Denmark. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they, they're, they're pretty good. Do- we can say they're they're really good? Okay. They're, they're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still don't think they will have a similar run mm-hmm. as they did in, in, in 2017. Um Although they they are going going to qualify, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, I think I just think there are are so many are well, there are teams that are are better than them at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's someone that we should you know pay attention to, but not in a. I think I think after after two thousand and seventeen, everyone was actually waiting to see what they would be able to do in the World Cup, and then that didn't happen. Um, yeah, they, they have a pretty strong team, you know. Not conceding any goal in the qualifiers is pretty convincing for me. And scoring, of course, is, is scoring is no, is no surprise, given the fact that they have so many good players uh, that can do that. But yeah, let's see what... what oh, I'm sure they will qualify, That no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, we have so many teams that we can, um, you know, point forward to and look forward to see in the in the in the Euros next year. We have Denmark, Sweden. We talked about uh, Germany, of course, um, Spain, uh, the Netherlands. We have we also have England. They didn't play uh, this in this uh, round. Um, so I think it's going to be a very exciting one. Um, Let's move on to some other news still in 
this uh, realm of UEFA and FIFA. Um, some some measures that uh, FIFA presented um, in order to grow women's football. So uh, Gianni Infantino, uh, FIFA's president, um, said that he doesn't want to copy what the men are doing. So uh, wants to go on a different road for for the women's game, and he talked about uh, doing finals between confederations. Um, also on a continental level every two years and maybe even a World Cup every two years rather than four. Um, he also uh, added that they are thinking about creating a club World Cup for the women's game as well. Um, so they, they, <laughs> this is an actual quote that I'm gonna that I'm gonna do now. We need to think about it. We need to get those creative juices flowing. But I think a lot of people do not agree with with FIFA on some of these ideas what what do you think about them and which ones do you think are you know if if you think there are something we could we can take from here and you know imp- implement uh, i would say that the world cup every two years is kind of crazy um but that's just me i don't know i want to hear you i want to hear from you yeah i i agree with you i mean for me you know football is football and men don't have World Cup every two years, so why should the woman? I mean, women playing Olympics every four years is already really beneficial to the growth of the game, as it's part of the major global tournament followed by millions of people. Uh, yeah, Club World Cup, I would say, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. But... World Cup every two years. No, I'm, I'm just not a fan of this idea, not at all. I mean, do we really want to overwork players and do we really want to put more strain to getting injured? I don't think so. So I'm really not a fan of uh, playing uh, World Cup every two years. Yeah, I I agree. Um, for me, the the World Cup is is something special. It's a special tournament, uh, and if and if you kind of reduce the gap between years and have it every two years instead of every four, I, I don't think it's it takes away that mm-hmm. u- uniqueness, and it's not it makes it not very special anymore. Yeah. Kind of you know, and we also have the Euros, so yeah. which is so you kind of and the Olympics, so you have major tournaments uh frequent relatively frequently so i i don't i i prefer the system as it is now as for the club world cup i think that's all right it's i think that one that one excited a lot of yeah i'm not upset about that yeah i'd I'd welcome that but i i think a lot of people are excited about about that one and and i think it's a good idea as well Uh, the one that they 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 say about um finals between confederations is also a good idea in my opinion because of course we have the euros we have the the world cup and the olympics so pretty much every single uh, national team competes uh with each other but i think with a final between confederations we have just you know the top national team so we have the the, the euro the european champion um the south american champion you know th- that's that's interesting seeing you know specific teams facing each other not in a context of being it being a world cup or uh, a euros where 
you said you said it before you know the draw can um actually turn the tournament to a number of ways and it can be, it can be exciting but it also can be you know quite boring if you know certain teams have their path pretty pretty easy um so i think that idea is, is actually a, a good one i'm not i'm not a fan of the, of the continental finals every two years so the euro needs to be every four years same with the world cup same with the olympics the club world cup is also a very good idea it's kind of the same idea of the finals between the confederation so we have the the, the champions of uh, of each continent um competing against each other and that and, and that one i think it would be interesting not only for you know to see for us to see how how they stand you know facing each other but also to you know expand our knowledge if if we if we if we see you know uh, a brazilian team playing against i don't know um leon for example which which is the current uh, champions league um champion that would probably be very interesting because a lot of fans in south america would probably be tuning in at the same time as us europeans so i think that 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 idea of connecting the world through this kind of matches is is pretty interesting you know in a club atmosphere not national teams um so i think that those those ideas were were pretty uh fortunate the other ones uh not that much yeah i agree so another topic very hot topic this this past week uh fifa um the game not <laughs> the organization uh they released the um some of the players that are going to be part of fifa 20 uh 21 and we have the best um the the 15 best women's players in fifa 21 so i'm going to i'm going to just say some random names so the first one is uh Megan Rapino with uh, an overall classification of 19 and uh, on second, on the second place, uh, in the second place, we have uh, Sam Kerr with 92. So I'm laughing, but I shouldn't be because this is actually very, very serious. Uh, why? Why would they do this? Um, I think this is just proof that uh, the, the people who works at EA and creates FIFA 21 doesn't watch and doesn't have the knowledge about women's football like they kind of just going by whatever they're doing i don't i don't know it, it this uh, doesn't mean that they are i, I mean we're, we're we're criticizing this but this doesn't mean that they are not good players they are well, good no, players. Obvious, obviously not but yeah we, you don't really expect megan rapino to be to be first to be the best yeah and also like sam Kerr. Yeah, Sam Kerr maybe, and also up. Alex Morgan was pretty high up, but she hasn't played in a year. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. so I don't. I, I feel it's kind of wrong to to have her so high up at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, of course. It, we have to. It, we have to see what what they did. It's it's a, a game, you know, that looks back into what they did the previous year. So yeah, I, I mean. Just, Feel like most of the ratings are based on yeah. the 2019 World Cup, for World example, Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or or just like 
media coverage mm-hmm. or whatever for just the the name of the player like if yeah. if if a player is very well known she will get a high rating something like that but it's not based on recent performances for example from last mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. Uh, and i also think like they 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 obviously don't have uh the license to every team yeah either. that's another that's another controversy so we miss out on people like pernil harder yeah because Denmark didn't qualify for the World Cup, I think, mm-hmm. so they they don't don't have the license to have Denmark. Yeah, uh, there, there there's some there's some here that are quite, I mean, not that I think that Lucy Bronze is better than uh, I don't know Vivian Miedema or Wendy Renard, but she won a UEFA um, Player of the Year. So, and she comes up in seventh um, with ninety overall. That's some, I mean, once again, they did not look at what they did throughout the season. Probably just the World Cup. That's why Megan is first one, the first one. She and she was also um, the one they the one that won the world the best player for FIFA. So that is probably something to do with with it. Um, and. Can what? I just say that, like, I yeah. think most of the ratings are pretty similar to to last FIFA, FIFA twenty. Mm-hmm. So I just think they kind of copy pasted the ratings <laughs> oh, yeah. in a way. Victoria, what do you think about this? Mm, yeah, I agree <laughs> with with everything you said. Uh, yeah, just I just have so much questions here. Uh, well, yeah, Megan Rapino. I have no idea why she is first. I mean, she is a good player, but mm-hmm. no, it's just like, nah. I'm... It's just on a national team because club-wise yeah. she hasn't done, you know, anything relevant. Yeah, the same situation with Alex Morgan. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're both good players, but yeah, I'm I'm not really happy with what I'm seeing now. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on. Uh, for to the WSL, and now we will be talking about uh, the Player of the Month uh, award. We have, um, you know, of course, to talk about it because the winner is going to be uh, revealed pretty soon. I want to know your thoughts about on 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 the nominees, and if you think that someone else should have been nominated, uh, and also. Who do you think uh, should win this this month's award? Um, as for the nominees, I think both Jill Rod and Vivian Miedema kind of deserve to be in there. Yeah. Um, as for Kirsty Hansen and Issy Christensen, I'm I'm not like that sure. Not not to say that they've been poor or anything, but. Mm-hmm. It kind of just feels like they they're based, mostly basing this on on goal contributions, uh, rather than like overall performances, which is probably like it, it it's the easy way out. Kind of mm-hmm. it, it it's easy to look at oh she scored twice in that game and and had one assist for example in in Kirsty Hansen's case. Yeah. Uh, but and um, so I, I'm not sure. I think maybe someone else should have been nominated mm-hmm. instead of 
maybe her and Christ Christensen. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's obviously like not the easiest. But I just feel like um, overall performances should should be looked more into yeah. rather than just goals and assists. Yeah. But what about what about you, Victoria? What do you think about this? Um, I think for me, Lucy Graham should be nominated, maybe instead of Izzy uh, Christiansen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I can understand why it's Vivian Midema and here, and actually, I'm very happy that Hanson is here as well mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, she deserved it, and yeah, I think. For me, it's okay. I really, I as I said, I would just replace uh, Christiansen, but the rest is okay for me. And since we're on the topic of uh, you know the, the monthly awards, uh, what about Manager of the Month? Who do you think um, should win? Christian, I know your answer already, but I'm gonna well, I'm gonna no, ask no, it anyway. Uh, um... <laughs> Well, uh, I obviously want Casey Stoney to win because yeah. she, she, she's the manager of Manchester United, my favorite team. But uh, it's not—it's not like the the manager of the month is much more difficult, I think, to mm-hmm. to choose. Obviously, Willie Kirk has to be mentioned. Like yeah. he has won both of both the two the first two games, although the, maybe the opponents aren't like as strong. Mm-hmm. You can't really. Take that away from him, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't really know who should win. Um, I, I obviously voted for Casey, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Well, I'm so. go- I have to admit, I voted for her as well, and I'm just leaving it like that. But yeah, I understand. I understand, Victoria. What do you think is going to win this one? Uh, I think Casey is going okay. to win. Yeah. Very well. So on to the FA Cup preview. Um, we have some games uh, this weekend. Um, the quarterfinals from last season, FA Cup. This may sound a bit strange, but yes, this year, 2020, continues to surprise us. And we'll have two editions of the FA Cup. Uh, we're starting with the the one that uh, haven't, we haven't finished yet. So quarterfinals, Arsenal against um, Tottenham, Hotspur, Everton-Chelsea, Brighton against Birmingham and Leicester against Manchester City. Uh, let's start with Brighton against uh, Birmingham. Uh, Brighton has already beaten Birmingham this this in this uh, FAWSL season. Do you think they will be able to do the do it again um, this time in the FA Cup quarterfinals, or do you think Birmingham, Birmingham will, you know, since it's just one game and to such a different uh, competition, will they will they be able to um, beat Brighton? Um, they, you know, they they beat Birmingham in a really good style, and also that's. Not forget they they also made quite a surprise when they drew with their Manchester City. Yeah. And yeah, while it was more about the fact that City simply wasted their chances, but the whole Brighton team they played really well in this match, and I think the 
uh, Hope Powell has an idea for this team, and so far they are having a good start to the season. So, yeah, I think they will do well in this FA Cup as well. I think it's going to be a it's it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Uh, two good teams. I, I think Brighton has some advantage, given the fact that they had they have already beaten Birmingham. But it's just it's it's only a game, and for the FA Cup, anything anything can happen really. Um, let's move on to uh, Everton against Chelsea. I think another another very interesting match. Um, Everton. Are in great shape uh, at the start of the season. Two games, two wins. Um, Chelsea is crushing it. You know, not not <laughs> with two wins in the two first games, but still, um, they were pretty convincing last week or uh, in, in the last uh, match day. Um, do you think Everton's uh, good shape uh, is enough to stand up uh, against Chelsea and to beat the Blues? Um, I, I think they can, but I still consider Chelsea as as favorites, obviously. Um, but you can't really take Everton's form out of the question. They they have done well, won their first two games, uh, so they they are capable of, of surprising. But obviously, not, you you can't expect Chelsea to to go through. We we shouldn't be expecting a, a you know a nine nil victory again from Chelsea the, no. this game. I don't think. No. I think that's possible. I mean, it is possible, but very unlikely. I think Everton is going to be it's going to be one of the one of the best teams this this season. Um, it's it's really exciting to see them playing. Um, let's see what they can do this this weekend against against Chelsea. Um, now on to Arsenal Tottenham and North London Derby. This one is going to be really exciting. Uh, Victoria, what can we expect from this match? You know, given the disappointing start of the season uh, for Tottenham, uh, can we expect a scenario other than a victory for for Arsenal? Uh, well, I think Arsenal they are in a good shape in both uh, recently played games in the uh, WSL. They they simply smashed their rivals. And yeah, Tottenham has one defeat and one draw, if I remember well. I think, yeah. Uh, which is definitely a disappointment for this team. Uh, yeah, they will. They, I think they will want to change it and play a good game uh, in the FA Cup. But let's not forget that Arsenal beat them uh, in the North London Derby last season. And looking at the current form of Arsenal, it seems to me that they they will come out victors from this game. Uh, we can definitely expect a lot of fight, and we can also expect a good match with nice intensity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, because apart from um, the fact that the stake is a promotion to the semifinals, you can also uh, you also have to remember that this is a uh, rivalry between the two London's clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think in these two games, you know, Arsenal just used their their great greatest strengths, and most of all, their defensive formation looks good so far. 
And I think they they learned from their own mistakes from the last season and they really improved since then. So yeah, in this game I I just bet on Arsenal. Yeah. Um everyone's talking about it. Um Alex Morgan uh can potentially make her debut for, for Tottenham. Do you think it's gonna happen this weekend or will we still be we will have to wait uh, another week to see uh, Alex playing for, for Tottenham. Uh, I would love to see her um, you know, this week, but I think we'll have to wait uh, a little bit more. I don't know, I just have this feeling. But yeah, we will see. I hope she will show on the pitch. She might play, come on late. Yeah. in the game just to get some minutes but she will definitely start on the bench I think although she has been 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 training yeah let's see let's let's see what what's what's going to happen um now the the last one is Leicester against Manchester City this one can be you know the a bit uh, harder to to comment on uh, Leicester um Will struggle against Manchester City, I, 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 I suppose. Uh, do you think Manchester City will finally show its full potential, um, or will um, Leicester make a big surprise? It's also possible. Well, you you kind of expect Manchester City to sort of run over Leicester, although Leicester has have invested a lot of money into their team since last season. And they 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 will be fighting for promotion from the championship to the WSL, uh, but well, City this this is kind of the game. You feel City will will kind of put a few goals in more than maybe maybe like five or six. This so, but I I still think Manchester City has a way to go before they. Mm-hmm. reach their full potential but this this game could be the start to that yeah well let's wait and see what uh, this weekend's games will bring us as we for will... the FA Cup like overall there are yeah there are relatively clear favorites in in most in in, in the games except the Brighton against Birmingham game yeah even though we can also expect some surprises it's just a game. It's at the FA Cup, you know, a different kind of motivation for the teams. It's uh, they're fighting for a place in the semi-finals. It will definitely be be uh, interesting to to watch. But yeah, I agree with you. We have some um, favorites in most of the games, and we should expect them to to deliver. But we can also be uh, waiting for something else to happen. Um, let's see. Let's wait. Let's see what happens. And next week we will um, talk about it. So we will come back next week with another episode, um, including um, this FA Cup uh, quarterfinal uh, fixtures. Uh, And also we will be looking at um, some news from the Spanish Primera Iberdrola. Uh, We will talk about... um, the beginning of uh, the season in Spain. So come back with us uh, for the next episode of the podcast. Uh, We'll see you there.